Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Disney's blockbuster Frozen is facing a copyright lawsuit. Uh, Southwest Airlines is bowing to pressure from animal rights activists, and it's ending its 26-year-long association with SeaWorld. And Disney's attempts at creating a standby plus queue at Soren was not a big hit with some dizzers. Also, a little later on, Dustin and Corey will give you their top five tips for taking better photos and videos at the park. All that coming up next from the Bob Varley Studios in Orlando, Florida. This is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode number 727 for the week of August 5th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my good friend, Sean Thompson. Our producer, Dustin West. From the Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplugged, Tom Bell. Corey Martin. No, no, no qualifiers for Corey. Just, no, just, it's just Corey. That's fine. Just, just me. Just and Corey. back in the production, no call by his lonesome, Aww. Gregory he's, Williams. He's surrounded by equipment. He's okay. Yep. I'll be good. He's surrounded by cameras and equipment. <laughs> uh, John and Kevin couldn't be here this week. Actually, on the way up to the show, John got sick. So they had to turn around and go home. So everybody send out good thoughts to John that he feels better. Yeah, I hope you feel better. Um, all right. Housekeeping. I don't really have a lot in housekeeping. Um... What do you have? I do want to tell everybody, remind everybody to download the Diz Unplugged app, available in the Apple App Store, uh, the Google Play Store, and if you are, uh, if you have a Kindle, it's in the Amazon App Store as well now. Oh, right. And just do a search on Diz Unplugged and uh, download it. You get the shows, the videos, and all sorts of other stuff. The or Facebook feed, the Twitter um, feed, Twitter feed, and. A lot of other cool stuff. You can, uh, if we ha- if we happen to have uh, T-shirts for sale at the time, uh, you'll be able to access the, our store. Actually, right. This uh, and actually, I think we're going to be putting some of the uh, some leftovers, uh, leftover T-shirts that at we the have Welcome sold. Center. Yeah, uh, will go up there as well. And of course, the new T-shirt, which Corey uh, Corey leaked to uh, <laughs> the audience that was watching on Friday night when we did an impromptu show to test out some equipment. Yeah, which. Go figure. I people really. I no you know, I, if I'd known you guys wanted that, I just would not have put all the work into this show. We just sit here and chat <laughs> for a couple of hours and with no direction. Me and Corey would have a couple beers and then we just go through bags in the closet yeah. and just see what's in the room and talk about whatever we're thinking about. So for those who aren't aware, Friday night we went live for about two hours. Uh, there was some new equipment that we got in that. Needed to be tested before, as, as Craig checks it to make sure it's actually working right now. <laughs> I did that too. Um, the uh, we had some new equipment that we needed to test before we did the show uh, this week, and uh, you know, hopefully, as a result of that equipment, uh, those who watch us on YouTube will be watching us in 1080 instead of 720. Um, wow! So, yeah, very excited about that. It, it comes at a trade-off. Um, the files that are recording into that piece of equipment are. So large, it, it takes me quite a while to render them down into a, a file size that is usable on YouTube. Yeah, it's, but it's worth it. It really, it is. really is. It really is. So, um, and you know, people just—I I got so much great feedback. 
It was kind of fun having, the, it, having beers during the show. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was a lot of fun just kind of hanging out. And a lot of people are asking us to do it again. And we will. Just not sure when. But uh, we yeah. will do it again. I, I enjoyed it. I had a good yeah. time. You know, it was fun. Um, yeah. It actually went by pretty fast. I mean, what did you say about going through bags in the closet? There's there's a bag in the closet yeah. that uh, belonged to Bob, and we were kind of oh, just going okay. through some of his. Oh, they were just like packing things. Or <laughs> no, we just kind of just like Putting went through, away. like yeah. going through Bob's stuff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, um, that's where the grape soda behind him. Oh, all right. Now yeah. for the for the people that didn't see it, it's on uh, live stream still. It's right? on live stream. Yep. Right. We didn't we didn't put it up on YouTube again because it wasn't like a regular show. It was just something we were testing out. But yeah. if you want to see it, it's like you know I can't imagine it's really that interesting. But <laughs> People seem to enjoy it, yeah. so it's on live stream. We'll put a link to it in the show notes page, okay. uh, along with everything else we discuss in the show. Disunplugged.com is where you can find that. Um, and uh, the other thing I want to talk about in housekeeping, um, our friends out in Arizona need your support. Uh, we have the Arizona meet coming up uh, October 24th to 26th uh, in Phoenix. And like all of our meets, this is to raise money for Give Kids the World. And uh, this is the first year they're doing it out in Phoenix. And we really need support. And one of the things they're doing on this that I am very, very excited about is they're doing a bus trip. If they can get 30 people to sign up for it, they're doing a bus trip out to the Grand Canyon. And I'm going to bring the whole team that's coming out. Um, I know, like, Dustin, Sean, Craig, Teresa, Kathy, Jenny Lynn, I don't know if you guys are coming out for the Arizona meet or not in October. Probably not because you don't show up for anything. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, school. School's overrated. Um, <laughs> well, both parents need to be home well, at actually, all times. Finley when is, uh, at school. Uh, Ferris and Finley are actually going to school together now. So, Julie, I'm sending Julie to the um, Indianapolis meet by herself, and we'll see right. how that goes. Um, no, Tom, you're coming out for Arizona. Yes, definitely. Our whole team will be The there. whole uh, Disneyland awesome. team? Yeah. So, you know, if you want to travel to the Grand Canyon on a day trip. What okay. happens if we all get stuck in a jail cell? Can we use someone's belt to get out? <laughs> <laughs> what? It's a Brady Bunch reference. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was oh. thinking more Captain Planet by our powers combined. We're going to have the, the best podcast ever. Okay, all of you shut up now. <laughs> um, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Captain Planet and the Brady Bunch. Okay. Um, anyway, if you want to uh, join the team uh, out in Arizona, we'd love to have you, and I know they would love the support. So it's Phoenix, Arizona, October 24th through the 26th, and uh, you should you should come. You should come to that because I said so. Uh, Tom, how far away is that from Southern California? Oh, uh, five, six hours maybe? Driving? Yeah. That's a nice drive. Yeah. You know. People should come to that. So, anyway, Arizona 24th to 26 Phoenix. Be there. Um, I also want to remind everybody about uh, the uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel exclusive ABD Departures, Adventures by Disney, for next year. Um, with Kevin not here, I'm not sure exactly where we are. I know that reservations are coming in like crazy. Yeah, they are. I don't think the July. I think the July trip is sold out or very close to being sold out. But you can always wait list for it. Um, uh, and then there's the December backstage magic uh, next year as well, which are also which is also selling pretty well. So if you're interested in joining us on any of those trips, email Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And Kevin will give you the information and put you on a wait list. Anything else? Um, you had touched on the, sh- the new shirts. We uh, we plan on 
uh, launching them tomorrow for pre-sale. For do we have month. Do we have the image to put up? I don't think so. Not right on hand. Yeah, just so you go to the homepage, uh, disunplug.com or uh, www.info.com, and you'll see it there. Also, if you follow us on Facebook, we'll have stuff there. So, awesome, awesome. Yes, Thomas. Can I plug our show for this week? No, you cannot. Okay. Go go ahead. <laughs> All right. uh, so even though I'm on vacation here, we're still we still have shows going up this week. Mary Jo and I finish up our Knott's Berry Farm 101 series with our special guest Wayne Toygo. And oh, then, Wayne. Yeah, yeah so he, he stepped in for a couple of episodes to talk about Knott's Berry Farms. So it was kind of cool. Cool. Plus, we have Jody from Colorado returning for more help, uh, help planning her summer vacation at the Disneyland Resort. And then so I'm, since I'm on vacation, in place of our new show this week, we sit down and talk about our favorite Disney vacations. So, Oh, cool. That's what's happening this week. And that's Thursday, DizUnplugged.com. You can also subscribe to them on iTunes. And you should do that. Because I said so. <laughs> that will be the tagline now for the show. Because I said so. Um, all right. Anything else housekeeping-wise? I feel like I'm missing something, but if I think of it, I'll just jump back in. Um, also, in watching the videos, that the things we sent in from uh, from Hawaii, yeah, I am so self-conscious now about the fact that when I talk, <laughs> apparently the hands are going a mile a minute. <laughs> I, I just, I guess I've always done it. You're very like interpretive ex- dance right there. It is very interpretive. <laughs> that, was, that was over the top, but you are very expressive in your... Uh, with the hand motions. Hand, talk with your hands, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a... It's, it's an Italian it, thing. It, it's, it, it's a gay thing and an Italian oh, thing. Uh, so I think, you know, bring those two things together. And we've got, Italian. <laughs> Italian. Um, I used to bust my brother about that, too, because he does the same thing. Not up in the air, but like on a table, he... He has to separate things when he's talking with this, this, and that. It's he's always angry. He's very well. He's very concerned about what he's talking about. He always uses his hands. I always bust him about that. <laughs> All right, we are going to move on to the poll results from last week. We asked you to rank your favorite restaurants at uh, the Magic Kingdom, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. And here are the results. Your least favorite restaurant in the Magic Kingdom is a tie. What do you think it is? What do you think? What do you think the least favorite restaurant in the Magic Kingdom is? I would say Tony's. It's one of them, at least. Pecos. No, these no, were table service. Oh, table service. <coughs> Excuse me. Hmm. Okay, we I think I have to agree. Court. I think I have to agree with you. Tony's on that. and Plaza. Yeah. It was a tie between Tony's Town Square Restaurant and the Plaza Restaurant. Each got six point two percent of the vote, only slightly behind Cinderella Royal Table. Uh, with 7% of the vote. Uh, the top vote getter by a wide margin, and no big surprise here, be our guest getting uh, 43% of the vote. Crystal Palace at 24%, Liberty Tree Tavern at 14 So I, that was not a big surprise to me. Be our guest is clearly the, the favorite right now. Yeah. Um, now, moving over to Hollywood Studios, your least favorite restaurant at Disney Hollywood Studios, Disney's Hollywood Studios, excuse me, um, Hollywood and Vine. A dismal 4%. Uh, Mama Melrose at 13%. And Sci-Fi Dine-In uh, actually tied yeah. for second um, uh, with uh, Hollywood Brown Derby. How is that possible that Hollywood <laughs> Brown Derby and 50s Primetime... Uh, well, no we, got, no, we got those numbers wrong. No, no I'm sorry. Yeah, Hollywood Brown Derby and Sci-Fi Dining both tied at 24%. Yeah. 50s Primetime 
taking the top spot with 35%. Wow. Yes. wow. Um, and I think that's because it appeals more yeah, to families. families. It's fun. You know, it's, it's a different it's experience. A, yeah. I would say that it's, it's more fun to go to 50s. If you, had to, if you had to say, what are the five top rated restaurants, it, you would clearly go with Brown Derby, I think, on the top of that list <laughs> as far as maybe quality is concerned. You changed it to best instead of favorite. Yeah. Well, I just, just putting Brown Derby and Sci-Fi Dine-In at exactly the same. In the same, ca- it, I, 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 I don't get it personally, but, you know, hey, I respect your opinion. That's yeah. what you voted for. And we're just reporting what you said. Um, at Animal Kingdom, Rainforest Cafe got no love <laughs> from the audience at all. 16% uh, said uh, uh, Animal Kingdom was, the, or uh, uh, Rainforest Cafe was their favorite. Tusker House beat out Yak and Yeti 47%. Hmm. For Tusker House to thirty seven percent for Yak and Yeti, and I get that Tusker House yeah. definitely. Um, I think is a great, great place to eat, and the breakfast, the character breakfast there is, I think, second only to Boma um, in terms of a buffet breakfast yeah. on site, um, and because uh, they do have a lot of the. There's actually a lot of crossover between Boma and Tusker House with some of those African flavors, that right? They have. Which is what I was just going to say. Oh, yeah. Okay. The, uh, <laughs> The, you have some of that same kind of exotic African food. So, and uh, every week we pick out uh, one person at random who answered our poll and give that person a fifty dollars Disney gift card. This week our winner, Jackie Forshee. So congratulations, Jackie. I sent you a message on Facebook, but we're not friends, so it's probably in your other box. So you should be punished for not being friends with me <laughs> on Facebook. Um, but uh, if you go check your email. Uh, you check your Facebook messages in your other box, then you'll have something there for me. And if you just get back to me, we'll send out your $50 Disney gift card. So there's that. And did I not come up with a poll for this week? I don't think I did. Oh, you know what? I'll um, come up with one. No, I didn't. Craig's nodding. He said no. Okay. All right. <laughs> I will come up with one by the end of the show. I will yeah. come up with something. They usually become very apparent to us by our discussions. I would hope so. I would hope so. I'm hoping. But, all right, that's going to do it for housekeeping. We're going to move on to the news with Sean Apu. All right. Well, John chose these stories, so I haven't read through them yet. So if there's something embarrassing, (laughs) just forgive me. Uh, Our first story is uh, Southwest Air, SeaWorld, and their partnership. Southwest Airlines Company and SeaWorld Entertainment are terminating their 26-year-old marketing relationship, the companies announced last Thursday. In a joint statement, both companies said they decided not to renew a promotional marketing partnership that began in 1988, citing shifting priorities. The partnership will end at the close of this year. Southwest was the park's official domestic airline partner, said SeaWorld spokesman. They were domestic partners. <laughs> Very progressive in Florida. Spokesman, spokesman Fred Jacobs said, uh, Images and logos for the parks were emblazoned on several Southwest planes, while SeaWorld promoted the carrier in its three parks. Southwest will continue to offer SeaWorld visits in its vacation packages, Mr. Jacobs said. Southwest planes that featured images of SeaWorld orcas will be repainted. Goodbye, orcas. <laughs> Animal rights activists had pressured Southwest to end its relationship with SeaWorld, saying the carrier helped support animal cruelty. When asked whether this pressure co- uh, contributed to the decision to terminate joint marketing, Southwest spokeswoman Marilee McInnes said it was strictly a business decision. No, it wasn't. Southwest and SeaWorld mutually determined that we wanted to redirect resources in other directions. Yeah, no. 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 It's about blackfish. It's all about blackfish. It's all about the controversy over... SeaWorld and you know look I just encourage people if you bought Blackfish Hook Line and Sinker 
do some research, okay? There, there was a lot of, at the very least, disingenuous stuff in there. Some of it is downright dishonest. Um, I'm not saying, again, I'm not weighing in on whether orcas in captivity are right or wrong. But I'm just saying that you got to look honestly at both sides of the issue. And if you think Blackfish is an honest representation of what's going on, you're wrong. It's not. Just do some research. Don't take my word for it. There's a lot out there. There's a lot out there. And not all of it is peddled by SeaWorld. There are other people, independent uh, sites and organizations and individuals that are saying, hey, hold on a second. This isn't exactly the truth. And, you know, there are people in that film that are representing themselves as scientists who aren't. They aren't scientists. They're animal rights activists. And this was a hit job. This was a hit job. And when you have, you know, they they shamefully, shamefully traded on the death of Don Branchow, the trainer who was killed by Telecom a few years ago. And so even her parents came out and said this wasn't right. Yeah. Her family came out and said this was not right and that if Dawn were here, she would not support what you're doing. Um, so get both sides of the picture here. Um, you know, SeaWorld's taken a big hit, though. There's no question it has been effective at really it's, it's taken a hit. Uh, SeaWorld's taken a PR hit, obviously. They didn't help themselves in that regard by not responding to any of this for almost yeah. seven months. Uh, they've taken a hit at the turnstiles, no question about that. They reported their uh, their earnings for the first quarter were way down over uh, the previous year. And now this. So this has had, you know, say what you want about Blackfish, it's done its job. It was a hit job, and it has had a very, very strong impact on SeaWorld. Yeah, I don't think you can blame Southwest for this decision. I mean, whether whatever side they are on with the issue or who's right, who's wrong. They're a business. They got to, they, they got to go with what they think, you know, if it's going to be a PR nightmare for them, they've got to walk away from it. They've got to step back. I don't blame Southwest at all. I don't blame SeaWorld at all. Um, This is just how it goes. And, you know, I would just encourage people before you get too chest beating about SeaWorld and Blackfish, do your homework and, you know, get the, get the whole story. Make your decision based on all the facts, not just the disingenuous, some of the disingenuous elements that were included in Blackfish. I do think it's a little surprising that it's happening now, because I feel like we're pretty much a good four, six months after the fact of this huge thing. And I know it's going to have a long lasting impact. But don't you think if this was such an issue, they would have taken action earlier? I think they just had to wait till the contract was done. That's Mm, what it is? Yeah. Um, You can't, you're not going to. You're not going to walk away in the middle of a contract like this. I mean, it wasn't like SeaWorld did something so egregious sure. that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so I think it was just a matter of. They're just letting it fizzle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and now that the opportunities are right. just going to step It back. came from the heart, you know. Isn't that like their, logo, their slogan or something? Southwest? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I felt like something I should have got, but I didn't get it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I'll just stare at it. I thought it was a Titanic <laughs> reference. <laughs> yeah. That's the lady, old lady dropped in the ocean at the end. <laughs> well, baby, I went down and got it for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we move on to number two? Yes. Let's do that. Okay. Disney World executive moving to Disneyland Paris. Uh, Tom Wolber. Senior Vice President of Walt Disney World Resort and Transportation Operations, has been named President of Euro Disney SAS, the management company of Disneyland Paris. Wilbur oversaw all of the 28 resort hotels at Walt Disney World and the property's extensive transportation network. 
He had only been in that position for a few months. He was appointed in March as part of a shakeup of the hotel and transportation divisions. Wilbur has also overseen a number of complex expansion projects, including the launch of Disney Dream and Disney Fantasy cruise ships. He was instrumental in the Disney Springs master plan and the continued growth of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts sports business. Wilbur helped open Disneyland Paris in 1992. The appointment is effective in September. He is replacing Philip Philippe Gass, who is moving to become general manager of Shanghai Disney Resort. This is actually, you know, this is actually really good news for Disneyland Paris. Yeah. Um, Tom Wahlberg is, I, I remember him mostly from uh, his role at Disney Cruise Line. And this guy was amazing, uh, especially with the Dream and the Fantasy launch. Um, Sounds like he's on a lot of opening teams. Well, this is, you know, they Disney, when they find those guys, when they find those, those executives who are real good at startups, um, this is what happens with them. And they move up the chain real quick. You know, I talk all the time about, you know, the man who still has my heart. Um, oh God, I just forgot his name. Josh, Matt, Matt, we met. Oh, Matt, Matt, we met. Yeah. Um, you he's, know, he's doing great things over at Cedar Fair now. Is he? Uh, oh, yeah. He's an amazing guy. Yeah. He's an amazing guy. Um, Matt, we met was the same type of guy. He was there. He was there. Actually, their troubleshooter when they were having a problem. You know, he went into DVC, a fixed DVC. He went over to Disney Cruise Line after the abysmal launch it had. He fixed Disney Cruise Line. Uh, after Paul Pressler pretty mm-hmm. much decimated Disneyland, yep. they sent him out there, and he turned that around and managed to do something very few GMs at Disneyland are able to do and get the support of the fans. fans. They loved him yeah. out there. And then when he was denied, when he was denied the job at Disney World, which was rightfully his, uh, he, he did understandably left the company. Tom Walver is kind of in that same vein. He's one of those... Those guys they send to, you know, he, he's he's good with the startups. So, not that Disney uh, Disneyland Paris is a startup, but Disneyland Paris needs help. You know, we were out there a couple of years ago. There were things we were seeing that just don't happen at Disney parks. The, um, in my mind, it's the Magic Kingdom park that they have there is completely fine. It's everything else. Well, no, I mean we went into those bathrooms. Oh, I mean, yeah, we true. were walking yeah. walking on the excrement of a thousand Parisians. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was awful. Chapter was... one of Tale of Two Cities. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the worst of times. <laughs> um, you know, and so I mean, there was there were things, and even in the hotels, how the hotels were run and things like that. Um, so bringing somebody over there with this level of experience, with how things are done here, I think is going to be a very good thing. As long as they don't make the same mistakes they made when they launched this. You know, they when they launched Disneyland Paris, there was not a lot of consideration for that audience. They just kind of arrogantly brought American everything in there. And, you know, everybody knows how terrible the Euro Disney launch was. They're still recovering from it. So as long as they maintain their sensitivity to the audience that they have um, and kind of bring some of the best practices, I think, from Disney World and Cruise Line over there, it's a very, very good thing. This is a, He's a good executive, and I think he'll do great things in Disneyland Paris. So I'm excited to see that, see what he does. I've weighed in. Next. Okay. <laughs> no. Number Anybody three. else? Anybody else? Anybody? I agree with you. I think Disneyland Paris definitely needs that. Okay. Great. I hope Philippe has a good time in Shanghai. <laughs> Shanghai, you know, okay, let's just take a second to talk about Shanghai, though. That's going to be, 
I mean, from everything we're hearing, this is going to be massive. This whole complex they're building, that's going to be a challenge. Yeah. That's going to be a real, real challenge, uh, Shanghai. I don't know that I will ever see Shanghai Disneyland. Um, I personally don't have a great desire to go to that portion of really the side of things. You wouldn't want to go to China? I, I think in a perfect world I would, but... But yeah. since you don't live in that, yeah. your life is so miserable. I just it would I, and this is just my opinion. But I, right now, I don't think I would want to go to China. I would love going heartbeat. I would oh, love. It's I would just love right. to you. Yeah. I'll take you. No, you it's going to be go. fantastic. You and I can go okay. cover it. <laughs> okay, good. Just the, blue, the blueprints they've released of the castle with the ride inside. I know. Yeah. No, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely amazing. So, all right. Okay, number three. Disney's Frozen facing a copyright infringement lawsuit. I get so tired of these. Yeah. Uh, I didn't choose it. So. According to the Hollywood <laughs> no, Reporter. No, I'm not. <laughs> of the story of these lawsuits. All right. According to the Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> anim- anim- Way to throw John under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said it. <laughs> Animator Carrie Wilson is suing the Walt Disney Company over claims of copyright infringement. Wilson claims that similarities between her 2D computer animators. <laughs> <laughs> her two. <laughs> Come on, Sean. Center. Center. Focus. <laughs> Wilson claims that similarities. <laughs> Between her 2D computer-animated short, The Snowman and a Frozen Teaser Trailer, featuring Olaf the Snowman and Sven the Reindeer chasing Olaf's carrot nose, are more than just a passing resemblance. While Disney has tried to appeal, the claim is currently being upheld, having survived the first round of copyright lawsuit, and if not settled, could go to trial. In a ruling on Disney's motion to dismiss, California federal judge Vince... Chabria (laughs) writes, the sequence of events in both works from start to finish is too parallel to conclude that no reasonable juror could find the works substantially similar. Okay, look, you know, not being privy to all the details of the suit, does anybody else notice that every time Disney has a blockbuster, somebody comes out of the woodwork saying, oh, you stole my idea. Now, I've watched both shorts. I've yeah, watched I did the, too. I, I watched, watched it this the trailer morning. Yeah. and I watched The Snowman. And while they share a few similarities, meaning there's a snowman who loses his nose on a frozen pond, that is about it. Um, and it's not like the idea is so incredibly original yeah. that no one else could have come up with it in isolation. I just find it hard to believe and this is just me, I find it hard to believe that after all the development that went into Frozen, all of that, um, and by the time the, the teaser trailer was being made, that they weren't able to come up with their own idea for you know a snowman losing his nose and the reindeer trying to snatch it from him. I, I mean, that's not... I can't draw those same comparisons, I think. You saw it? Yeah, I saw it. I mean, there, there are the similarities of, of the, uh, the snowman, you know, going after his, his carrot nose and the... Uh, what was it? Like little... Um, they were rabbits. Yeah, little, rabbit, yeah, rabbits yeah. instead of the reindeer. But, you know... There was a little similarity between those two coming from opposite ends of the pond and wanting yeah. to get uh, their hands on the, the carrot nose, but uh, that was pretty much it. I can see where the the creator of the 2D would, would think that they, yeah. they Do took Do you really it. think that these animators at Pixar or at Disney sit there and scour the internet to steal other people's ideas? 
I can't imagine. I mean, that. well, I'll be honest. Neither neither of the two things are very, that original. Or, exactly. I mean, it's kind of just a cute story. I mean, it's kind of something that I, I think a, a lot of people could come up with. If it was something so uniquely original that is like, oh, there's no way two people could have come up with this on their own. It's kind of just like this vague, cute little narrative. Right. It's, it's, it's not, very like Looney Tunes or Tom and Jerry. It also you know? really reminds me of the teasers for Ice Age, and there's not that other person trying to grab it from them, but yeah. when the little squirrel's trying to get the acorn. Right, yeah. exactly. I mean, it's that same style of goofball shtick, so I think it's hard to... And how much do you want to bet if Frozen hadn't made a billion dollars at the box office, we wouldn't be talking about right. this? So, you know, I don't know. But again, maybe maybe they did. Maybe they did. Say, I don't know. I doubt it. Though. I doubt it. Because every single time Disney has a hit film, every time, somebody comes out of the woodwork and says, oh, you stole my idea. I wrote this on a piece of toilet paper 30 years ago. You found my toilet paper and you stole my idea. The animators do their research on YouTube before they yeah. put pen to paper. That's what they do. The other YouTube yeah. and... That's yeah. Do Google searches for. Uh, That's how you win all those Oscars. <laughs> the other no. thing about the the two uh, D animated short, the Snowman, is that oops, sorry, there's this whole there's this whole story arc to it. You know, he loses it. The the rabbits want to snatch it and eat it, and then um, then the Snowman saves the rabbits, and they give it back as kind of like, okay, we don't want to steal this from you because you just saved our life. Whereas in in the frozen one, it's it's one minute instead of four minutes, and it's literally just they're going after the carrot, and then I don't, I don't know why the moose decides to give him the carrot back, but he does. Well, it makes no sense. I'd be very Rainier. interested to see yeah. what what happens if Disney's going to let this go to trial, or if they're just going to say, you know, here's a boatload of money, shut up. That's you know, my guess. But usually they don't do that. If they know they're right, if they really feel they're right, then they defend themselves hmm. pretty pretty vigorously. So. You know, I was just surprised. You know, when it when it made it past that first round with a federal judge, that's what kind of raised my eyebrow. Like, okay, I wonder, but I don't know. It doesn't smell right to me. So, is that it? That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, Thank that'll you, John. do it for the news. John, that was successful. Thank you, jo- Sean John. <laughs> Sean John. <laughs> You're welcome. What is it? Snoop Lion? I don't know. What is his name? P. Diddy? Yeah, they always he changes the name. Okay. The artist formerly known as Squiggle. <laughs> okay. All right. That's going to do it for the news. We're going to move on uh, from our to our caption this from last week. Uh, we had a photo of Dustin inside a pineapple stand outside the Dole Plantation in Hawaii. Um... Uh, uh, Kelly Moran wrote, "There's always money in the banana stand," which is a reference to uh, Arrested Development. Yeah, um, one of Dustin's favorite shows. So uh, there's that. I love that. Um, Mark Joe Friday came up with a meme, which I thought was hysterical. Uh, you know you've made it when you can call this work. Um, he's memeing everything, isn't he? He's, he's <laughs> a meme machine. Um, and Tom Ferlisi. This was my favorite. What do you call a glass hole in a pineapple? Because <laughs> Dustin is wearing his Google Glass. Um, and I just thought that was that was cute. I just want to know the answer to that joke. <laughs> um, now, for this week, instead of doing a caption this or where in the world, um, and, I, and I tried to find who it was, and if it was you, please let me know. Um, one of our listeners a couple of months back suggested that we try something a little different that was more uh, uh, involved our listeners, those who do not watch the show on video but listen. 
uh, in these in this part of the show um, and suggested that we take a brief clip of some Disney music and have people guess what it is from. And so we are going to do that. We're calling it Name the Tune because we can't say Name That Tune. And uh, we're going to play a few seconds of a song from a Disney animated film. could be Pixar, but it's definitely going to be a Disney, one of those Disney Pixar animated films. And you have to guess the film and the song. Just head over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash disunplugged, and give us your guess. And here is your hint. That's what you get. A two-second clip. Can't even Shazam that. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> um, well, you remember, like, anybody ever watched, you, you may be old enough to remember, name that tune yeah, yeah, on yeah, television. Yeah. Where they in reruns. Like, I can name that tune in one note. Okay, you remember it in reruns. I remember it when it was actually, like, a show on television. And they would, like, you know, play one note on a piano right. keyboard, and they would guess, <laughs> you know. We, I want to hear it again. Not like it'll make a difference for me. Uh, oh, great. Oh, uh, never mind. I'm throwing him a... <laughs> sorry, production, Nick. Okay. Hmm. That could be anything. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Happens to be one of my favorite. Ooh, Here's a question. question. Is it originally from the Disney movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is from the sound... These will only be from the official soundtracks of Disney animated films. So it's not going to be like, you know... Escape from Witch Mountain. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. And it's not going to be like the Demi Lovato version of something. No, no this will be <laughs> the from the Williams film. cover. <laughs> yeah, this will be from the film. This is a, it's not an easy one. It's not an easy one. But I'll be very impressed if someone gets it. If you are a fan of this film the way I am. And if John were here, I'd almost be certain John would get it. Because it's one of John's favorite animated films as well. So there's the only hint I'm going to give you. So head out to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash disunplugged, and tell us what you think it is. So there. Cool. So, all right, we are going to move on to Rapid Fire. Boy, we are going to have to spend a lot of time talking about the threads because we are 35 <laughs> minutes into the show and we are on Rapid Fire already. should have taken longer to read those news stories. You should have read slower. <laughs> I know. Um, all right, we're going to go ahead and start with you, Sean. Okay. Um, so DisneyStore.com is offering a Maelstrom T-shirt. Um, so it's kind of it has uh, the design of so when you go up the lift hill, uh, the Viking, the big bearded Viking with the eye that opens up and then the the light comes out of his eyeball. Uh, that that is what the artwork is on the shirt. <laughs> yeah, that was the easiest way to describe that. Um, and then it says. It says the line that he says in the voice. Uh, no, I'm not going to do it in the voice. <laughs> you are not the first to pass this way, nor shall you be the last. So basically, Dustin, it's, you it's do cool. the voice. You are not the first to pass this way. No, sure. What is it? You're turning into Swedish chef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's what he sounds like, though. Yeah, it is. He sounds kind of Swedish. Yeah, right? It's very Slavic. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's this really cool shirt. It's only available from. This week only. So from August 4th until August 7th. It's only three days. So you can pre-order. It's twenty four ninety five. Um, the cool thing about it, too, is that in the dark, there's glow-in-the-dark uh, design around the mm. eyeball. So when you're in the dark, it looks as if you're in the attraction with the that's light. That's not creepy. Yeah. The next one will be a hyper-color shirt, you know. Like um, a, remember a Del Sol or... 
Or is that different? What is hypercolor? Know. That was like in the 80s, right? Yeah. Where you you like, sweat. You, you put then, your hand on it, it turns a different color. Or like when you or sweat. Or if you sweat yeah. a lot and then you, <laughs> you can't hide it. It's constantly <laughs> the other color. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so a, a big rumor going around, and I have no. Uh, this is just uh, just a rumor, but there and this has been going on for a while. But Collect the talk design. is that they're going to be taking off, uh, taking out Maelstrom. They're going to be putting it under, and and maybe even turning it into a frozen attraction. So you think this shirt might be a last? Like here you go to the fans. That's kind of the conversation that's going around. I would. I hope that that's not true. Um, I think a Maelstrom refurb is coming either way. Um, whether or not this is kind of like a goodbye memorial shirt. <laughs> Which I think would be very sad. There, there's even talk that the date is as early as the end of September, the 27th to the 28th. Maelstrom, the final tour. Yeah, so that's just a rumor. But, but people are, some people are starting to get upset. Norwegians are starting to get upset that about these Swedish ideas, <laughs> these ideas that they're going to like just basically turn the entire Norway pavilion mm-hmm. into a big frozen attraction. But then they're also mad at their own government because Norway hasn't put any money into updating. Mm-hmm. The tourists, they haven't put any money into keeping things relevant. The movie's outdated. So they've had a really hands-off approach. They're so. only going to hire brunettes. Yeah. <laughs> Change that They're whole just going to get all the big workers from Ikea <laughs> to come over to the I can't remember if I've said this on the show or not, but when I was a kid, you know when you're in the loading bay at Maelstrom and there's that mural on the back I wall? I love that mural, yeah. And, and certain people are highlighted and they're much larger than everybody else. I thought... One of two things when I was a child: either there are gigantic people living in Norway, or like that was part of their mythology was like there were these giant like oil rig workers that <laughs> walked around. And there's just a giant woman with a clipboard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. And yeah, that, I legitimately thought that for maybe the like first, two years. You were right the, with the first one. There are giant people living in Norway. <laughs> and one of there the are. oil rig guys looks like uh, Liam Neeson with a big beard. Did you ever notice that? Oh yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. So. But anyway, if you like the shirt, order it. it it's, uh, it's only until Friday, so yeah. or Thursday, actually, the 7th. So You'll still have access to the big troll you can pose next to. Yeah. I hope they disinfect that nose. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Sean. Dustin. Yeah, I have uh, some news that I first heard from Mrs. Nikki Mancini, um, but has since made its way. On has she gotten married? Yeah. Um, different blogs and whatnot. Um, There's obviously the, and it's out now, the new Olaf-inspired magic band that's a limited time only, um, and it's it's only for purchase in the parks. It's a retail only in the parks at the Frozen Summer Fun, Uh, um, the uh, trading post, the, you know, Yoo-Hoo trading post. I forget. Uh, Oaken. Yeah, Oaken Street. Wondering Oaken Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Yoohoo Trading Post. The limited edition retail magic band will have an edition size of 5000 and will have a retail of 2995 plus tax. And um, this will join three open edition magic bands inspired by Disney's Frozen, which are currently offered in the same store. Um uh, with all, as with all retail Magic Band purchases, uh, guests must present one of the following for Magic Band to be linked, which is your uh, Memory Maker card or another Magic Band or your um, uh, your ticket media. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, they will not be offered on the online store, and again, you can only you can only get them. They're at Disney Hollywood Studios. I think there's a pretty big problem with this, and I understand that they're doing it this way. But when you buy these Magic Bands, you have to link them on the spot. 
So if I want, if I like when I was there the first week of Frozen, I wanted to go you and do? buy one for my sister because she, uh, she loves Frozen. So I wanted to buy a Magic Band for her. That's uh, right. You can't buy them. I you can't get them as gifts. You, yeah. it, but I, I think this is what they have to do to prevent these things from being sold and, on 192 to people saying, oh, you know, there's a seven day, seven day Magic Your Way ticket on this. Yeah. And so that they have to I make sure it. that every yeah. band that goes, I know it was annoying to me too. I wanted to like. Because they're awesome. And if they're a limited edition, it, it would be great to go buy one for, you know, I, I wouldn't buy one for You myself, actually have to link it right then on and the there. Spot, you well, have your ticket, so if, yeah. if you're buying them for yourself, it's no problem. Get as many as you want. No issue. Um, now, I, I'm not sure that if you buy one for yourself, link your ticket, are you able to take your ticket off and then give it to somebody no, else? No, non-transferable. Yeah, okay. When does this, uh, wow. how long is this on sale for? I think until they're gone. Yeah, uh, it's a limited edition size of 5000 Again, they're $30 okay. in the parks. My wife, and, my wife texted me this morning, hey, you want that magic band? I'm like, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. I'm like, no, I don't need it. I mean, now I'm thinking back. I'm like, Lee Armstrong. Sorry. <laughs> Satchmo's here. She's, she's texting me, do you want that magic band? I'm like, no, nah, it's kind of cute. I don't need it. But then looking, thinking back, I'm like, she couldn't have got it anyway. But, and then well, you see limited edition. I think that's like the buzz, the buzzword. Yeah. You throw limited edition on anything, you know, it's like, okay. Yeah. Let me get it now. Especially with Frozen merchandise. Well, I, I love that they're doing this. Look, I would buy, I have already like magic bands in every color. I've got my magic band from the Mind Train press event. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I'm one of, I would absolutely buy, absolutely buy this, absolutely buy it. Mm-hmm. I love that they're doing this. I, I do. I think it's only a, a sign of things to come. I think they're going to be doing these forever. I think they should be yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. I think they should be. I think it's great marketing, and you know what? I mean, it's something else to collect. Mm-hmm. And we'll have a limited edition scandal uh, magic band <laughs> with Kerry Washington. <laughs> ABC will get on. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> oh, God forbid. Don't give him any ideas. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dustin. You're also, uh, another uh, blog Nikki just put up that I thought was really interesting was, oh, God, that was disturbing seeing that picture of Tony. Uh, um, that I thought was really uh, cool. Uh, Joffrey's has come out with it's more. Craig's. Oh, never mind. I'll, I'll wait for Craig. Sorry. Never mind. Tom, we'll move over to you. All right. As if Ren, Ren Disney doesn't collect enough of your money, the Tinkerbell Half Marathon has added a Pixie Dust Challenge medal for participants that participate in both the 10K and the Half Marathon. And, and, and just so ahead. for our listeners uh, that are not watching the show, we have a picture of uh, Tony Spatel, who's part of the Disneyland team. Uh, wearing his Tinkerbell wings after doing the Tinkerbell Half Marathon uh, out in California. Yep. And uh, I know that the look on his face uh, in the picture is, oh, dear God, please don't take my picture while I'm wearing Tinkerbell wings. <laughs> and the look on his face when he sees this will be even more priceless. <laughs> yes. And just additional information, next year the, the Tinkerbell Half Marathon moves to Mother's Day weekend. Um, and that is May 7th through the tw- 10th. Registration begins August 12th. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Corey Patrick. We've updated the, the website with the, the new list of restaurants that participate in Tables in Wonderland. Um, we've 
pretty much taken from the official site all those restaurants and put them on, um, you know, kind of did a side-by-side comparison. The thing is, it's weird because we were at Downtown Disney this past weekend and we, we ate at Bongo's. It's not listed on this list as being uh, a restaurant that participates in Tables in Wonderland. And they took it. So I don't know how many other restaurants are out there that actually accept it. But well, which, just which restaurants dropped off the list? Do you well, know? the... It's uh, the one that really dropped off the list that we knew about was um, a Victorian Alberts. Right. I haven't done a side by side comparison right. of that the old the list and the new list, but even even the updated list, I, I don't know. I, I don't always know thought, I always felt that the you know kind of thought that the presence of Victorian Alberts on that list was a little odd. You know, here's this, you know, the only place on Disney property where you there is an actual dress code that's enforced. You have to be wearing, at the very least, a jacket. I don't yeah. think the tie is mandatory. But gentlemen have to be in a jacket and slacks. You can't go in there in jeans and a shirt. Um, so I just I thought it was odd that they took a discount because mostly restaurants like that wouldn't. Yeah, that's um, no big shock that they pulled so that yeah. off. But it's just weird that I you know we were eating there and I had no idea that they took it. And I just I asked them. I said, "Do you take tables?" They're like, "Yeah, we sure do." I'm like, "Okay, this and was bongos. It's not on the list, bongos." Even with the price increase, the recent price increase on tables in Wonderland and any shifting that they do. With uh, some of these some of these restaurants, um, it's if you're an annual pass holder or a Florida resident, it is you're insane. If you go to if you eat at Disney two or three huh. times a year, um, it's going to pay for itself. It's huh. going to pay for itself. It is a fantastic program, and I give Disney kudos for not completely screwing it up. Um, now watch, I've said this, and yeah, they're going to take alcohol off. I now. was going to that would that would mess it up. That's still <laughs> that's still offered. On yeah, tables and yeah, yeah, it's it's twenty percent off food and alcohol. Wow. You can even go into like the bar at fifties prime time and just order drinks and use your tables in oh, Wonderland wow. to get you twenty percent off mm-hmm. the drinks. And there's other perks, right? You know, as far as valet parking, well, valet, is reduced can, price. And, well, and valet is free if you're eating yeah. at the at the restaurant. You got to show a receipt along with your tables in Wonderland card. Um, and then you valet is free. Or drinking, or, and you're very, drinking. very nice to the valet girl. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I bought one beer, and I was able to get valet yeah. paid for. Yeah. Using tables in Wonderland. That's probably not what you're supposed to You still to have do. to tip. But yes, you do tip. Yes, you yeah. should tip them. Tip your valet as well. Tip your um, we also have the whole list of the 2015 participating Disney Dining Plan restaurants added to the site, too. So check those out. Awesome. Thank you, Corey. You want me to read them all off? No, that's all, all right. <laughs> Gregory. Uh, so, as you started to say earlier, and now I will finish it. Um, <laughs> wow. Nice <laughs> uh, of aggressive table. Yes, exactly. Uh, Joffrey's uh, started their coffee that was based on Disney, uh, Disney restaurants uh, a while back ago. I think it was about, what, six, seven months ago, whenever it originally came out. And they finally added new flavors onto it and it, it's quite a bit they have now a tusker house uh wave uh hollywood brown derby citricos california grill napa rose and steakhouse 55 from california uh Narcusis, and a yachtsman blend so hmm. they went from i believe four different coffees no, that i they think offer. it was closer to six or eight six or eight okay um but i mean a, a significant uh, increase in the amount and uh, it, a lot of them sound really good and they changed it up more. I know they kind of stuck to a lot of dark blends um, 
uh, not a lot of like medium and light roasts and so they're actually varying the different types of coffees they have now and i was uh i was surprised that um also you know i think all the signature restaurants have their own blend of coffee from joffrey's which i thought okay very very good you know, this is after how many years of that Nes- Nescafe crap <laughs> oh. uh, from Concentrate. Um, but I was surprised that you could only get there were a limited number of one. I mean, I think you can get Boma, Jico. Uh, I know Flying uh, Fish was one. Flying Fish, mm-hmm. Carthay, uh, Carthay Circle. Yep. Yeah. Um, French Roast was like the uh, the kind they keep in the rooms, I believe. I think the best part of these are the designed labels. I know, done I really beautiful in. artwork. I think the best part of them is the coffee's actually good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, that matters, too. Uh, they probably... <laughs> design first. <laughs> well, the label's so Design pretty. first, taste later. No, because no, they could have easily just done a the, very generic kind the, of, you know, restaurant title or uh, location title. They'll, but they then they'll do a limited edition magic band. I, think I will what, buy it, yeah. I think what we saw happen was that they were testing it out, you know? Yeah, and, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I have to say that, you know, A... Kudos to Disney for changing up the coffee in the first place. Second to Joffrey's for actually, look, it's not Kona, you know. It's not the stuff that I brought back from Hawaii, which is, oh, my right. God, so good. Um, but that stuff's $30 a pound. So, you know, you're talking about, you know, it's still expensive, the Joffrey's. It's running about 12 to $14 a pound, depending on what you're getting. So that's not cheap by supermarket standards. Um, but it is really good coffee, uh, and it it you know I, I, there's a, a nice selection of it now. Especially, I'm very excited about the California Grill one. Uh, a few months ago, I took my mom there for dinner, and the coffee was spectacular. Yeah. Uh, and I, I I had gone onto Joffrey's website to see if they had mm-hmm. the blend, and they didn't. So I'm really happy to see it. See it now, but it was an, it was spectacular coffee, very very good. Does anybody know if they're selling these in the stores and the locations, or is it just online? I think it's just, just online. online, and I believe if you sign, I don't know if they're still doing it, but I believe if you sign up for their newsletter, um, they they email you a code for twenty percent off your entire order. Huh? So you could, you know, buy everything and get twenty percent off. So mm-hmm. that's a nice deal. But I can mm. absolutely tell you, I've tried all the ones that have been out so far, not these yet. And uh, with the exception of a couple of the darker roasts, which I'm not a big dark roast guy, um, the coffee was excellent. It was very good. Um, certainly better mm. than pretty much anything you're going to get in a supermarket. I think on the next Diz After Dark, we should do like a blind coffee taste test with Pete. I think that'd be hilarious. Oh, what, like, some stuff. Want, me to, want me to guess the what blend it is or just no. say which one's better say which one if you like it or not and then you know we'll throw some Starbucks in there hidden or Folgers <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun I dare you I'll take that challenge I will no, take the fun. challenge I remember we did that when I was a kid do you remember the colored ketchups like when they had the purple and green ketchup <laughs> you, you have to remember God, those yeah I couldn't I couldn't handle it no I hated them and sensory I said, overload I said I couldn't eat them and they tasted different and my parents didn't believe me so they, they did a taste test and I got it right every time they didn't taste like regular ketchup yeah. I remember the yeah. Pepsi Coke challenge that they used to do. You get a On little Pepsi card. Well, I will absolutely take that challenge. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Well, that is going to do it for Rapid Fire. Um, we are going to move on to the top 10 threats on disboards.com for the month of July. Number 10, Wilderness Lodge Mess by Joe Cavalier. Uh, number 9, the new Caribbean Beach Resort uh, FAQ Part 7 by Dan's dad. Uh, if you have not 
been out to our resorts forum on Disboards to check out these FAQs at, for all the resorts. They're fantastic. I mean, they are as detailed as anything you'll find. Great, you know, there's pictures, there's lots of uh, information. If you want a great FAQ on any resort at Disney World, head out to our resorts board. Um, and the reason that there's part seven of these is because when a thread reaches uh, 250 pages, we need to cut it off and start a new one. Uh, that's a database issue. Um, so that's why you will see these with mm-hmm. multiple parts like this. So that'll kind of give you an idea of how much interaction goes on on these threads that, you know, 250 pages, and I believe it's 10 posts to a page. So it's 2,500 posts, I believe. Um, and this is on its seventh version now. So that'll give you an idea of and a lot of great uh, tips, people feeding back what their experiences were. So good thing to check out. Uh, number eight, uh, Soren Standby Plus Test dot 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 fail by Mad Hatterd. Um, this was posted on July 30th and still managed to be number eight, the number eight thread for the month of July. And it was only up for a day. Um, you know, I only had one day in July to get traffic. So that's how many people hit this thread. Um, and uh, Mad Hatterd writes, well, apparently it started today, meaning the test of standby, standby plus at Soren, which is basically kind of like, uh, if, I, if we get this right, it's like a version of FastPass, more or less. It's Isn't like, it like you're reserving how- your place in line on the standby line? Um, Isn't it like how they do it in Dumbo in New Fantasyland, where they give you like a pager or something? Wasn't there? I heard something about that. Yeah, it's like a combination of all those things. They basically give you a piece of paper to come come back, and then they close the standby line completely. <laughs> well, this is what happened. Uh, well, apparently it started today. I think the following comments from others on the boards sum up what happens when you pull this stunt on an actual ride. Yeah. Quote, it started and ended today. They issued cards until they ran out, which is around 5 o'clock. When they ran out and closed the standby line, not allowing anyone else to ride for the day, it got ugly. And the line was reopened by 5.30. Not sure if the test will continue tomorrow. Another, uh, Someone else wrote, uh, from what I heard, it is a disaster now as they still have people returning with their cards. Plus, they opened the regular standby line and it currently has a three-hour wait. Um, and, then, and then a response. It got ugly? What? You mean people were upset that they were not allowed to wait in any capacity for one of the most popular attractions in Walt Disney World and one of two headline attractions at Epcot? My goodness, who could ever have predicted such a result? (laughs) It's not as if any of those guests turned away, spent upwards of $100 per person to be there, right? Still, who do these guests think they are getting upset over being forbidden to ride a ride they have paid to have access to? Um, Obviously being sarcastic. Yeah. Um, I am, um, but our 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 friend uh, Mesa Boy too, uh, who often ends up on this top ten list, and he does again this month, uh, responds, "quote Maybe Disney is finally finding the limits of how structured the average guest wants their vacation to be." And I think that is a good point yeah. to make. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, at the risk of being the my Disney experience apologist. Because it seems like every time this issue comes up, anything comes up around structuring your vacation too much, I'm 
defending Disney that I think it's a good idea. I think that as time goes on, I think they've made this better. I think they fix things and they're going to continue to tweak and adjust it. Um, Disney's in a tough spot. You know, they people are, you know, they're doing what they're supposed to do and they're getting people inside the parks. That's they're a company. They make money doing this. They have shareholders. This is what they're supposed to do. Get it. And, you know, I crowds drive me crazy, too. But in reality, it's a business and that's what's going to happen. They are trying to find new ways to manage the kind of crowds that they're facing. The re, it's the reason they're doing this. Um, you know, in, in uh, stark contrast to what I ranted about last week with Downtown Disney and the complete lack of thought that went into that whole situation when they started messing with the parking, uh, this is just the opposite. This is Disney trying to think about, come up with new ways. Disney leads the industry on this stuff. Nobody was doing fast pass before Disney. That was their idea. Nobody was doing this stuff. The RFID chips now. Others, we're starting to see it show up other places now. Companies not even in the theme park realm starting to use the same kind of RFID technology to pay for things, get into get into your room. Um, Disney is at the forefront of this stuff. So Disney is trying to invent ways to manage these standby lines. What are people bitching about? They're bitching about Anna and Elsa being a five-hour wait. They're bitching about Soren being a two-and-a-half-hour wait. They're trying to find some new things. Cut them some slack. Cut, and that's coming from me. Okay? Cut them some slack. Um, let's let them, let them try this stuff. They've got to test some stuff out. Yeah, I'm sorry. People are on vacation, and it may mess with your vacation. I understand that. Your, your life isn't going to end if you don't get to ride sore on the day you want to ride. Um, I would be upset too, but try and understand. This is them trying to do something to make it better, as opposed to not caring and doing what they're doing at Downtown Disney right now, where the parking is concerned. There are two very, very opposite situations. But what do you think, Sean? I think... I understand where Disney was coming from. I'm glad they're trying new things. Um, it's nice to see that. Jen Stamey is in chat, and she was saying the exact same thing, that it's nice to see them trying to come up with new things. This was obviously a huge failure, um, and Disney knew that. I mean, even the cast members at the time were confused. They didn't know what was happening. It just was just a big failure. So now they didn't do it again. I mean, it worked for some things, but it just failed completely for Soren. So I think they learned from it. They won't try it again. It doesn't work for this high-capacity ride. Um, or maybe it's just back to the drawing board. Maybe there was just well, some elements, you know. Look, this is Disney. These guys, you know. They're going to test their limits to see what they can do. I mean, I think this was just a test. I mean, unfortunately, people who didn't get to ride it, you know. They're trying to find a result. way to keep people from waiting three hours in line. Yeah. And I just, you know, I applaud them for that. Mm-hmm. I, I get that they were doing that. But what ended up happening was they turned away people for the first time ever. I mean, yeah, they turn away people whenever it hits nine o'clock and the ride's closed and at at that point i I understand that completely but they were doing this hours and hours earlier because they already gave out all these cards that said okay well we're gonna have the max capacity in line from 5 30 to 6 30 so clearly there's no room but i don't at the end of the day you still have to give people that option it's terrible for cast members we always hated having to work an extra 45 minutes because the line was busier but at the end of the day, that's that's a little sacrifices you make to make people happy. Right. And I feel like that's what was taken away by trying that. 
but they'll figure something out that works. It also puts a lot of uh, pressure on the front frontline cast members. I, I, I know just at Blizzard Beach, we, you know, when the Summit Plummet line would get too long, we were required to send people down on like several several people in a minute. Like you would actually get something if you sent over a hundred people down, you know, in, in a short amount of time. It's like okay, get out, yeah. get out, come down, get out. Get out, get out. <laughs> but it's it it becomes a lot of stress, and but there's only so much you can do as a cast member to kind of keep that stuff moving, right. moving, moving. Especially with Soren, you know, it's and not a continuous ride, and especially when you have something like this thrown at you last minute, and you have no idea right what to do. No, look, I appreciate people's perspective. You're on vacation and you're not expecting this and this happens. I'd be upset, too. Um, so I'm not blaming them for that. I'm just asking people to think, right. you know, kind of think beyond just that part of it and say, OK, this at least they're trying to do something good here. They're trying to change the experience so that you're not waiting three hours in line. Yes. In this instance, that test failed. But, you know, let's hope that they keep at it and. You know, come up with something else new. Remember, FastPass revolutionized uh, waiting in lines for rides. And uh, so, all right, number five this month. I'm sorry, do I get that right? Seven. No, number seven now. Thank you. No more standby line for Anna and Elsa from SES 1230. Um, is that true? They've done away with the standby line for Anna and Elsa? This is related to the Soren thing. So they, they actually debuted this with Anna and Elsa. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Sorry. And then, this is what I get for being away for a couple weeks. And so now what happened is they, they saw it kind of working for Anna and Elsa. So basically what happens is when you get there in the morning, they'll fill up the queue to however many they can hold reasonably, and then they'll start handing out these cards similar to what we just talked about for Soren. Um, but from what I understand, it's, it's working fairly well there. Um, it's a different environment, though. It's not a bunch of people waiting to get on a ride. It's, you know, you're, you've got a return ticket to go get an autograph and picture. So right. that's basically what's yeah. going on with that. No, that. That one makes sense because they can only see, they can only be out there for so many times a, during the day with attractions. If the cast members want to push it, they can get these cycles along faster. But when they go slow and they kind of dwindle around you, that's when you start losing capacity. And But it makes sense for Anna and Elsa. It's a good thing. <laughs> Um, number six. This one actually just kind of really got me. Uh, Holy Diagon Alley Batman by Son of Anarchy. Um, and basically, he says, I'm not a Universal fan. I'm not a Harry Potter fan. And I was blown away by Diagon Alley. Um, and I'm hearing this a lot. I'm hearing this a lot from people who say, I have no interest in Universal. I have no interest in Harry Potter. But I did see Diagon Alley, and oh my God, it was unbelievable. Um, and how they manage, how Disney managed to do this in the course of two years. Universal? Yeah, or Universal yeah. managed to build this in the course of two years. Um, which, you know, we've been bringing up a lot lately that it's taking Disney a lot longer. One of the, you know, by contrast, you go back to the late 80s when Universal got the jump on Disney in terms of building Universal Studios. And Disney came to the game a little later uh, with a Hollywood Studios, but because they had Reedy Creek and their, ability, their, their own ability to write their zoning and do all their permitting, they actually opened Hollywood Studios ahead of Universal. Um, what happened? What happened? You know, I mean, it's kind of crazy. But when I'm reading from hardcore Disney fans, stuff like this, 
you know, for me, it gives me pause. It's got to be giving people a Disney pause um, that people start, you know, and if you read through that thread, there are people saying, you know what? I keep hearing this. I think I'm going to add a couple extra days at Universal on my next trip. I can't believe I haven't been there yet. Oh, I just, I, I, it's the summer and I can't deal with the crowds. Uh, I just can't. I, I will get over it. Everybody's asking me, have you been there? Have the you heat's been there? brutal, too. <laughs> the heat, this has just been a... Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, though. If, if you uh, are, are not so much interested in the Gringotts ride, um, it's really manageable in terms it? of the crowds. I would go at nighttime, so you're how, kind of how, being the heat. How long is Gringotts... Oh, that's queue. consistently three hours. Yeah, it's been about three hours, uh, give or take, depending on what time during the day it is. It might get a little more, but three. But they've done a really fantastic job of dispersing people in, in Diagon Alley itself. So if you just want to go around, walk you know, walk around, see everything, go in the shops, those types of things, it's really manageable. Yeah. I think they did a fantastic job. And the best part about it, actually, now that we've been there more and more times, visited about two or three times a week on busier weeks i I gotta say the best things in new live entertainment they put in uh they have a girl who sings which i don't like her because she's no craig hates sassy but um (laughs) i love her she's out of this world and then they have a a puppet show based on the tale of the three brothers and it's just i mean it's live performance is something that disney's shying away from uh using automated voices and just plain soundtracks Mm -hmm. and it they they should be Worried about what they did there. No, the the woman singer, her name is uh, Celestina Warbeck. Broadway quality. Really? There's a couple act. There's a couple actresses. One, you know, one's a lot better than the other, but really good. Well, this is what Son of Anarchy wrote. Uh, got into a soft opening today. Uh, I'm going to do a full trip report when we get back. But my first reaction after picking my jaw up off the ground, honestly, was of sadness. I'm not a Potter fan at all. Saw the movies and didn't really care for them. But even I was blown away. How did Universal accomplish this in two years? It was mind-boggling. It convinced me more than ever that Disney truly has been phoning it in since at least 1998, which I do not agree with. Uh, Bizarre feeling, almost one of embarrassment. We'll be at Disney in two days, just hoping Seven Dwarfs Mind Train can somehow restore my faith. I do not believe Disney's been phoning it in since 1998. No, look at Expedition Everest. There is so much that that we could point to. It's that we don't have that kind of time. But... The point is well taken that, you know, Universal has raised the bar. And I said it before, we as the guests, the customers, the visitors, we're the ones that win here. We're the ones that win. We've got two juggernauts going at each other, trying to outdo one another. And we're the ones who benefit from it. So go, go ahead, guys. Go, go. Beat each other up. All right. Number five, accident on pirates from Not Nothing. Uh, that was obviously the story we talked about a, a few weeks ago uh, about somebody getting their fingers cut off on Pirates of the Caribbean. Just the upper skin. Um, number four, my husband left me. Should I cancel our trip? By M. Nikki. <laughs> yes. um, and this was a very serious post about mm. this woman's husband had left her and they had a trip paid in full for December. And she was heartbroken. And, you know, her kids were really looking forward. As he laughs, you laugh. I'm not. You know what? Karma's a bitch. Karma's a bitch. It's going to come back to haunt you. I was looking at Sean and Corey. I I don't know what you're talking about. There was no audible good Karma. (laughs) Karma. Karma. Laughing at a poor woman whose husband It just sounded fake. Um, I'm sure. No, it's an act. No, I know. I feel really bad for her. And, you know, I, I don't know what I would do. I don't know. I can't say that, you know, I wouldn't feel the exact same way if a relationship ended like that. And, you know, I, I guess I, the reason like I, I laugh because people 
like there's no filter on the boards. Right. People will just post whatever. I mean, they will post about. Uh, okay, I, I don't want to characterize you. First of all, read it before you characterize it like that because that's <laughs> yeah. not what this was. This, you know, this was somebody in pain and yeah. saying, "What do I do? Do I cancel this trip? We've paid in full. Do I cancel this trip mm. and disappoint my kids?" Yeah. Um, this was somebody reaching out looking for support. Yeah, so right. I don't, you know. It's not like what tampon should I pick? Um, that I understand. That's, that's, that's over three. Yeah, <clears throat> but this, you know, I thought actually, and people were very supportive. I thought there was a lot of really supportive stuff. And I think having on this thread, and I'm a little pissed off that people are sitting here laughing at this moment. No, I, I'm not um, making fun of it's it. The, so just it's stop. the fact that like there is there stop. is there is no filth. Like people, will, will but that's not the case yeah. here. Okay, that's not the case. All right. here. I don't feel you know. Again, this woman's not oversharing. Um, this woman, you know, uh, one of the things I love about the boards is it is a place, it is a community where you can go sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes and share stuff like this and find support. You know, a mother with kids whose husband leaves her for a younger woman yeah. and she reaches out for support and she got some. I would say I, I would, go on a trip. You know, that's what I would do. So I wouldn't. If I was opposite. I'm like, not trying to categorize this as I won't let it be categorized. As oversharing, I think it's an example of some sometimes what goes on the board that, that's good. Um, but uh, that was the number four thread. Number three, official frozen summer fun tips thread. Love that tink. Um, and this is all about the frozen events going on at Hollywood Studios. Uh, tips. There's, there's a lot to keep track ideas. of. There is. There is. That's the number three thread. Number two, confirmation email confirmation and email receipts are jokes. Beware by Angel Luna. And uh, apparently there was some, some confusion. Uh, she has a confirmation that says certain dates at a certain price. And then Disney is saying, when she goes online, it's saying a different date. One day less. And Disney's telling her your confirmation email doesn't matter, basically. Um, oh. And so there's some back and forth there. Interesting. Thread, but number one, Fast Pass Plus basic info uh, tips by Mesa Boy Two again. Again, yeah. The number one thread on disboards.com for the month of July. He's when, when did he show up on the number he, one? Oh, he's been. It's been pretty consistent. Yeah, it's been pretty consistent. He's the Jess of twenty fourteen. Has this consistently been the number one thread? Well, there's still a lot of unanswered questions with, as far as FastPass Plus goes. And I think, you know, people are using this as like a massive, massive resource because a lot of people still just don't know. And he's done and, such yeah. a great job keeping it up and keeping information updated. And again, you know, one of the things that I think are great about the boards is you've got folks like Mesa Boy too mm-hmm. that are taking the time to do this and, you know, share their, share the information. Um, give his advice, and and uh, it's good advice. And I strongly recommend if you have questions about FastPass Plus, mm-hmm. this is one of the places you should be going for info. Um, now, with all that said, I still don't have a poll for next week. I'll come up with one. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Unplugged. We'll put a poll up. And, uh, yeah, that's what we're just going to do because I forgot to do one this week. So, you know. Okay. That's just how it goes. All right, that is going to do it for this show. Coming up next, Dustin and Corey are going to give you tips, their top five tips, on taking better photos and video when you are on vacation. That's going to do it for me. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, folks. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Stay away from downtown Disney.